This is an exclusive presentation of WoWo 1190 AM and 1075 FM, Unholstered. And yes, finally, we are back. Welcome to Unholstered. I am one of your hosts, Kayla Blakesley. I represent the local media side here on Unholstered. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sophia Rosales-Gatina. I'm a captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department, and welcome to Unholstered, where we dispel, dispel the myths surrounding law enforcement. And I am your law enforcement host. And obviously, I am your local media host. We've joined forces to do exactly what Sophia just said. We spent a lot of time, you know, myth busting, if you will, mm -hmm. some misconceptions when it comes to law enforcement, not even just here in Fort Wayne, Indiana, but really when it comes to law enforcement um, across the region, across the country. And one of those myths that we dispelled last week was this idea that for some reason, local police departments have to handle homeless issues, whether again, they're in Fort Wayne or any other city or town across the country. I get it. Departments are different, but at least here in Fort Wayne, Indiana, it is not your job, Sophia. It is not the Fort Wayne Police Department's job to handle the homeless issue that we have here within our city. Now, if and when things turn criminal, that's a completely different story. Yes. And that's when you guys do get involved, and a big portion of that involvement um, is a bike patrol team that we have, which is a part of the Fort Wayne Police Department. If you missed that episode, by the way, about homelessness, I don't know about you, but I actually thought that was one of, one of our better conversations that we have. It was just so enlightening to me because I was also one of those folks who had these misconceptions. I thought, for sure, it's kind of your problem to deal with. And we learned, obviously, that it wasn't. So if you missed that one, you can go download the Unholstered podcast anywhere you can download a podcast. But from that conversation that we had... I learned, like usual, I mean, we've been doing this for well over a year now. Almost two. Almost two years. Yeah, you're right. Almost two <laughs> almost years two now. Years. And I keep learning about all of these new organizations and these new arms, if you will, that the Fort Wayne Police Department has. It's always amazing to me. But one of those arms is this bike patrol that y'all have. And I said, hey, I want to learn more about that. I want to hear more about that next week. So that's exactly what we're doing today. It is. And I brought along a guest. And they were actually going to be three, but two had got um, reassigned um, to do some special operations. Duty calls. Uh, duty calls, yes. But I was able to uh, grab one uh, today, and I brought him, and I'll let him introduce himself. Uh, yeah, good morning. My name is James Arnold. I've been an officer with the Fort Wayne Police Department for 15 years now, and I've been part of the uh, downtown bike patrol for four years. So it's just, it just covers the downtown area then, right, this bike patrol? So it, it primarily is the downtown area with kind of a secondary function hitting all the trails and parks throughout the city. Oh, okay. And then because we are part of the special operations unit, it, if we're directed or needed in other areas and it fits our specialty, then we'll go there as well. How and when was the bike patrol developed? Someone just like wake up and decide, hey, this sounds like a good idea. Or like, where did it stem from? Yeah, so uh, for a long time, the police department has had uh, officers that have patrolled on bikes, but it's usually been kind of a temporary assignment. Or maybe if you have an officer that's patrolling a specific area and they have time or it fits the uh, the need of that of that area, they might get on bikes. So so we've done it. We've had a bike program for many, many years uh, since since when I first came on 15 years ago. But for the majority of the time, like I said, it was like a 90 day temp. And then um, in 2019, with the continued development of the downtown area, as well as um, I think the growing resources provided to the homeless that was that was mainly uh, focused downtown, um, I, I, it became very apparent that we needed something uh, more permanent. And so the beginning of 2019, uh, Sergeant Messick and Trevin Brown began the full-time downtown bike patrol um, Jason Crowder, who's currently the sergeant in charge of the unit, he joined that team. And then uh, Trevin Brown actually got a canine, and he left, and then and then I came on. So I came on in the beginning of 2019. 
So is it strictly though, like a volunteer thing on top of your all of the other duties you already have? No, that's a good question. Uh, so the the current uh, way it works is that we are assigned there as part of an exempt unit. Okay. So there's a certain number of police officers that are um, chosen not by seniority, but at the at the chief's discretion. And uh, that, that's what this assignment is. So I would assume if you show an interest in biking and you're really physically fit, maybe, James, your name might be tossed out there for bike patrol. Is yeah, that James kind of is the epitome of physical fitness. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at him. I can see that yeah, when he walks yeah. through the door. So He's yeah. just all around, well-rounded, physically fit. But that's real, though, right? I mean, yeah. you would genuinely have to be pretty physically fit to be up on a bicycle. I mean, how long is your patrol? Uh, so we patrol. We have a, a normal shift, eight-hour eight, eight hour shift. Okay, yeah, so you're on this Bicycle, right? For yeah. eight hours straight? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you better be I mean, they're not fit. biking like the entire eight well, hours. Yeah. You know, they're stopping and going. But right. there's times where it's great speed or sometimes, you know, going down steps, going up hills. You know, it's a, a back in the day, I was on, did the bike thing too. Uh, you that, did? I, I did. did not so, know you know, that. there's lots of little things I, I've done <laughs> through my career. Um, but it wasn't full time like they did. He was right. Then it was a specialty time. We came out during the Rivers Festival or we came out. You know, during the festival season for little things, parades, mm -hmm. things like that. And we'd ride and make sure like parking garages were secure and parking lots were secure mm -hmm. and things like that. And then at night when we were on shift, we could choose to ride a bike if we had some, you know, something like prostitution back in the day when we were really hitting that hard. We could sneak up on people a lot easier on bikes than we could on cars. So they mm -hmm. allowed us to do those Ooh, kinds of things oh, on shift. Oh, a sneak attack on the bike. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So that was okay. what they used it for now. Now it's primarily, you know, like he said, the downtown district. And then we have three full-time uh, during the day. So Sergeant Crowder, Brock Hasensall, and James. And then we have two temps that work on second shift right now. They're full-time now. Oh, they're full-time now. Yes, okay. they just started. Just started full-time. <laughs> so, it, you know, this is kind of one of those things where it's, it's morphed into, uh, like, its own unit. And I'd love to see it expand because there are so many things we can do with bikes. They've been such a blessing for us. And when we were talking about homelessness last week, you know, they have been instrumental in, in making headway into that kind of network, I'll call it a network, um, and just meeting people, meeting them right where they are, mm -hmm. getting them what they need for the immediate, um, I guess, cessation of what's going on. So sometimes mm -hmm. it could be a mental health call and sometimes it can be a vagrancy call, pain handling. But they handle all of that in the downtown district, which is primarily southeast. So I'm very grateful for them as a southeast <laughs> commander. Yeah, you know, and I, I was actually just so genuinely curious to have this conversation. Obviously, bike patrol is something I know nothing about. I think I, I would argue most people probably don't know much about our bike patrol. And I was going to ask you, James, in just a moment here, but, you know, the benefits of bike patrol. But you just you said something that I actually thought was really profound, that when you're on a, a bicycle, you can meet people where they are, mm -hmm. right? I mean, how important is that, especially to the homeless community, that someone is willing to meet them where they are to, to see how it's going or what the problem is or how can I help? So obviously, James, mm -hmm. that would be one benefit, something that's different than your normal standard street patrol. Um, but what what are some of the other pros of having a bike patrol? Yeah, being on bike is definitely a, a, a distinct way to patrol because you have... Um, kind of that lack of barrier like you would if you were walking an old footbeat yeah. if you're just you, there's no car in between you and the public uh, which is interesting with the homeless population because it, they've been described in some ways almost like living in a fishbowl 
So on average in patrol and law enforcement, I think you're dealing with stuff that happens generally inside of a home or inside of a business. And so you're called to that house, you go inside the house, and then you leave that house. Whereas with our homeless population, a lot of the people we're dealing with constantly, their living room might be the city park. Right. Right. So they're, so they're constantly out and about. And so now we're constantly out and about as well. The bike makes it where we can move a lot faster than you would on a foot patrol. So that's the nice kind of balance. Uh, uh, balance of the bike. We can get around to a lot more places quickly, but we also can stop and interact very easily with people. Um, I think that that allows us a unique opportunity to to interact with not just the homeless, but anybody as the downtown area continues to grow, as the parks continue to be used more and more, as the trails continue to be used more and more. People are out and about, they're walking around, and they see us, and they get to know us, and we get to know them to a certain extent. I have seen y'all out before, and I... I take great comfort in knowing that you all are out there because I think we've all probably run into a homeless person now and then here or there and some panhandlers now and then. Um, I don't know what it is. It seems like it's gotten really popular to walk up to to women, single women, and ask for money. I, I don't know if I'm wearing a sign all of a sudden. It seems like this has happened to me a lot okay. as of late. Um, it's all been fine, innocent situations. <laughs> Makes me mildly uncomfortable, though. So I'm so yeah. glad to see you all out there. Uh, I've seen you all a lot, actually. I'm curious about, this is maybe a silly question, but about the weather. I mean, are Mm -hmm. you still doing these bike downtown patrols when it's 20 below? (laughs) We're fortunate that we have the discretion to choose which vehicle of patrol is most suitable to the situation. (laughs) That's a real question, right? In Fort Wayne, Indiana. That's a real thing. But they're kind of tough. I mean, they do ride in cold. Yeah, so when we first got started the first year, 2019, we were riding in whatever weather we could justify. (laughs) We were out there. It was cold. It was wet sometimes. Um, We tried to avoid the rain just because it's not great for the bikes. But we were out there in a lot. And I think what we realized was if the weather's bad enough it kind of defeats the purpose of that level of patrol because the whole the whole idea is to interact with the public yeah. and if the weather's terrible the public's not spending time outside either so it makes more sense for us to patrol in the bike we're still patrolling the same areas i mean i'm in the car we're still patrolling the same areas but we we're dealing with people inside now yeah but when when people are outside if they're outside and during the weather then we're trying to be outside and during the weather as well i think i think that's smart it makes a lot of sense again if the whole point of the bike patrol is to interact with the community anyway yeah. i mean it's 20 below no one's outside yeah, exactly <laughs> but when you're on the bike let's say there's an issue i don't know at one of one of the local downtown shops you can obviously mm-hmm. still be called and be maybe the closest officer to handle that right correct and and oftentimes we find especially in the downtown area because of traffic we can hit alleys we can hit sidewalks uh we can we can often get places faster than you'd be able to get in a car okay, well on that note i have another silly question that I, <laughs> I could not wait to ask today uh, aside from the weather question i mean have you been in a bike chase <laughs> Yeah, we have. Does that uh, so, well, a lot? I, I've never. I can't think. I don't think I've chased anybody on a bike while I was on a bike. But we have been able to help out with people with officers that had a foot pursuit with somebody, and then we were able to be on the bike. And it's nice because I'm I'm on a bike chasing somebody, and I can just tell them, hey. You're not going to get away. Yeah, why, why I don't, even try. I'm, ta- I'm able to talk in to them ear. in a normal <laughs> voice. Hey, why don't you away. just stop? This yeah. is pointless. This is so. pointless. tired. Yeah. I'm not. I'm in exactly. really great physically fit shape. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen me? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have to? Um, I mean. Uh, clearly, you work out. I think that is evident. But I mean, do you have to maintain a, f- a, a certain physicality to be able to? 
to bike eight hours a day for this? Yeah, so in order to bike on the Fort Wayne Police Department, you have to be certified through the Law Enforcement Bicycle Association. And that uh, is a week-long course, and it is fairly grueling. You're doing up to 20 miles of biking per day. Uh, a lot of the bike stuff we do is slow speed stuff, but we do as a, as a unit put an intentional emphasis on physical fitness. So we want the people that are on our bike unit to show a certain level of physical fitness. We have a physical standard for the police department, and we ask them to be up to that standard. Um, it, it's interesting because a lot of people that see us on the bikes assume that we're getting a ton of working out done <laughs> on the bike, and that's actually not that true. There are days where we might get 20, 30 miles on the bike, but the majority of the time we're out there patrolling, so we're stopping and interacting with people. So the majority of our physical fitness doesn't come from our patrol. We have to do that outside of work. How are you received by the community? Are people genuinely, because I know not everyone's going to be okay, mm -hmm. James, with you rolling up on your bicycle next to him downtown. Like for, for the most yeah. part, I mean, how are y'all received? Yeah, I think for the most part, we've been received extremely well. Uh, I think the people that are out and about in the downtown area that we interact with are, are often initially surprised when they see officers on bikes. But um, once they get past that over and that past that initial surprise, they're they're excited to see us out there. Um, the average citizen is excited to see mm -hmm. us out here. We get a lot. Uh, I spent 11 years working nights. My first 11 years working nights, and the majority of the time when I was dealing with the public, it was at least mildly negative. Yes, yeah, so it probably people, was not a positive. People, yeah, right? people don't want to see the police at <laughs> How, 2 in the morning, and if yeah. they are, they're probably How not. How kind a, of you to yeah. put it that way? <laughs> mildly, yeah. so, so now that we're out dealing with people in the middle of the day, and it's, it's often not a negative situation, we get a lot more thanks for being here, it's good to see you out here, a lot more uh, conversations. And then even the people that we're dealing with enforcement-wise, if we're dealing with um, somebody who's, illegally panhandling or we're dealing with somebody who is drunk in the park or, or whatever it is, if it's a criminal aspect, um, our goal is that we would interact with you in such a way that even if we write you a ticket, even if we take you to jail, that we, we treat you with respect. So the more we treat people with respect, especially because we're dealing with a lot of people that we deal with regularly, the more likely we are sometimes a year or two later to have that same person come up to us and thank us for the interaction we had with them. That's yeah. pretty cool. So that's special. It is. And I get compliments all the time because we, Southeast encompasses most of downtown. Mm -hmm. So I deal primarily with a lot of businesses, the downtown improvement district, all of that. They all love the bike patrol. Those shops and business owners love the bike patrol. Uh, they just handle people so well. And I think, as James just said, when you treat people with respect, even if it's not someone of authority, when someone then approaches that next person and they've been treated with respect and they treat them with respect, they're going to respond in, in most likely a positive way. Now, sometimes, you know, when we deal with the homeless, we're dealing with a lot of mental illness at times. Mm -hmm. So it's not always going to be that way. But for the most part, people remember how you made them feel. They won't remember the words you use, but they remember how you made them feel. Yeah. And as long as we can leave people in a good, better place than where we found them, I think we're doing okay. And James in particular, I always get a lot of compliments with him. He has a way to talk of talking with someone. Um, would you tell us? Come on, have you got any complaints about him? I, <laughs> He's sitting right here. <laughs> I, I would want to know. Would, I would but I probably know. wouldn't say that uh, he was <laughs> as good as he is if I didn't get this. I do. I yes. But I, I think that about in, in I'll say this um, because I know I've said it before that I'm a person of faith. James is a person of faith too, so I think he brings that to yeah. work with him, and he really responds to people in a very positive way and an uplifting way. And I, people remember that, and they do compliment him. And I would feel like, aside from just 
being able to be physically fit, I would think that would be another qualification because yeah. you, you said you kind of get like, hey, you should maybe seek out bike patrol. I would assume people recognize that not only about you, James, but anyone serving on the bike patrol, that you have the attitude, that you have the personality for it because you are going to be interacting with community members. Yeah. yeah, that's a big part of it. I think when they select mm-hmm. who they're going to put, when they select the two new people, yeah. I think that's a big part of it. How yeah. do you interact with people? How do you talk to people? And how do you deal with mm-hmm. people? What do you mean? To, so you're adding two new so, members? So we just added two full-time, uh, what would be B-shift, so basically 10, 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. We have two guys that are full-time now all year round, just like we have us that are on day shift. They're going to be in the evenings. So basically uh, the daylight hours are mm-hmm. covered by uh, by officers that are down working the downtown area, often on bikes. So it's very different than the bike patrol versus what you did maybe years ago for parades and festivals very different and things and, like that yeah we, think, do we still have that though or is it still the do. bike patrol that yeah does they the, do yeah okay. we, we they can bid those positions mm-hmm. for bike stuff on certain special occasions they can bid like 20 if we need 20 people to ride bikes mm-hmm. if you're as long as you're certified and gone through the program you can bid that position could you still do it i couldn't i have not gone to the newer class mm-hmm. mine was mm-hmm. way long ago no longer counts um and i'm thinking i might get back to it but um since my accident, I haven't been able to ride a bike for more than about a half an hour, so that might be a problem. But yeah, might I might be, try it. Yeah, I think and, you and should. See. Yeah, we'll see. Do <laughs> other police departments, do they all have bike patrols, or is this one of those things, again, that we are so lucky and blessed to have in this community? There are a decent number of larger departments that have a full-time bike patrol. So um, the West Coast, especially Seattle, Portland, they're known for their bike patrols. They're known for other things as well, but bike patrol is one of them. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, the other officer I work with, Brock Hasenthal, he and I went down to a, a law enforcement bicycle association instructor school in Alabama. And there's a lot of officers in the South that ride uh, Myrtle Beach would be a great example because they get so much traffic. I bet, yeah. They, it's, it's almost impossible to patrol in a car. I was talking to those guys. So they're doing traffic stops on bicycles. Oh, because that's wild, because isn't they it? Can't, yeah, because they can't get to a, get a car to a car. Have you ever done car. a traffic stop no. on a bike? We, that would we, be wild. We tend to stay away from that yeah. just because it's not really necessary. But we do. we will often back up officers who are on a traffic stop. Yeah, those larger those larger areas are blessed, too. And he's right. So the places that have the high tourist uh, locations, those kinds of things, they'll they'll have more bike patrols. Mm-hmm. Your smaller agencies probably are not. If they do, they'd utilize them like we did for parades or things like that. Um, but I, I want to caution people for thinking like this is like those TV shows where you saw the bike patrol. <laughs> it's not like that at all. <laughs> um, it makes me laugh because when I watch this, I'm like, okay, that is not what cops look like. Yeah, no, no. Well, maybe James, but... <laughs> You're sweaty and messy because yeah. it's hot. Yeah. You know, we yeah. don't have people touching up makeup throughout the day, so we get yeah. a great shot. But I, I, you know, it's it's grueling work. It really yeah. is, especially in the summer heat. I mean, because these guys are out when it's 100, 110 with 98 percent humidity, they're still out patrolling, yeah. um, and you know. They're a sweaty mess, just like anybody <laughs> yeah. would be when they're out. <laughs> Our in uniforms that heat. fade faster. Yeah, the uh, outer carriers of the, fade the, faster. Being in the sunlight so much, it's it's it, it, yeah. We're, we're we're out there sweating, and 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 it's not always pretty, and, but yeah. And mind you, they're in their vests, their tactical vests. Yeah. yeah so correct. it's you know yeah, you're you're out there in shorts and a tank top, and these guys are out in a in a bulletproof vest and yeah. and. 
you know, <laughs> polyester shirts. I'm thinking of the movies, like you said, just what you Yeah, they're all these tiny. I mean, like, maybe you shouldn't have brought in James then, okay? Like, or at least brought him in after a patrol. Otherwise, we wouldn't have these misconceptions, Sophia. I'm curious, you mentioned from the beginning, um, you said the word expansion. I mean, is there plans to potentially expand the bike patrol within Fort Wayne, uh, within the Fort Wayne city limits? I think we'd love to expand it, but obviously it's going to depend on personnel, um, yeah. mm-hmm. allocation of that personnel. And, and that's always kind of one of those things where we're always thinking, you know, um, in the deputy chiefs and above positions, they're always looking to allocate people. What's the most efficient way to allocate who we have to do the job that we need to do, all the jobs we need to do? Because as we've seen on this show, we do a lot of things. Yeah. And again, this I, is one of those those facets again. Right. That I, I mean, I knew we had, but again, you don't really pause. Yeah, to and think, think about, about how that works and how how do the numbers work? So, what are we taking from patrol? What are we taking from detectives to do the bike patrol? But then, what are we giving back by having the bike patrol? Mm-hmm. So, it's always kind of that balancing act of trying to figure out what's the most efficient efficient way we can use personnel to make our department even better. Do you find that? and I hate to put it all this way, but issues, if you will, with, with the homeless population that we do have, once we had the bike patrol and we had them, again, meeting folks where they are, did we find we started to have less issues? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, one of the big things we were, the problems we were having when I first started in 2019 was Fryman Square. Yeah. It was a large gathering area. There was a lot of drug overdoses. And at the time, the best we could do was ticket people if we caught them sleeping in the park, um, if we caught them... Um, with alcohol in the park, we could arrest them if we caught them in possession of something, or they, or we could prove a level of intoxication that put themselves in danger or disturb the peace. But all of those, I think you talked about this uh, on the last show. All of those were charges that we would lock them up, and two hours later they'd be right back in that park. Yeah. And so, thankfully, we we were able to work with uh, um, the administration on our department and the city council, and they implemented a park ban. And so now, what we can do is when we catch people in the park. And they're violating the law or they're breaking park rules, we can suspend their park privileges for up to six months. Oh, wow. And that was actually the biggest, I think, step forward in cleaning up the parks. Amen to that. Yeah. So that, that was that was beautiful. But then what happened was they moved to alleys. Yeah. And yeah. so then now what the next step in that was now we've got almost every business in the downtown area has an agreement with us to enforce trespassing. Oh, wow. So if we find people who are loitering on a business property, specifically in alleys, that have no actual business with that business, they're just using that area as an area to try to be out of sight, out of mind, to get high or to get drunk, then now we can ban them from that property as well and then trespass them if we find them there again. And that that was kind of the next step. And so because of that, and then just being out patrolling, hitting the alleys often, hitting the parks often, the combination, I think, of the, the ability to ban, the ability to trespass, enforce those bans, enforce those trespasses, and just the presence has really helped clean up the problem. Um, so the majority of the people that we deal with that might be uh, violating the laws recognize that we have a way to keep them from doing that yeah and uh and 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 that helps a lot yeah that's huge yeah, yeah. And before people get kind of riled up about well why would you chase them away from the business they're not hurting anyone well they're defecating they're urinating yeah. they're leaving their yes, trash more- they're leaving their needles their pipes you know there's all sorts of things that come along with most of the people that are in the homeless population and and James and I were talking right before the mm-hmm. show and you know people get upset about the police and their interaction with the homeless but you know, 
you, we're responsible mm-hmm. for people, even in the alleyways, in, in the doorways and things like that, as a police department. We're, in, we're entrusted with the safety of everyone in this community, including the homeless. Yeah. If you had someone on your property and they were not living by your rules, you probably wouldn't have a good relationship with them. Correct. Yeah. Right? And same with people that when they're looking for resources. If they don't want to follow the rules, they're not going to be in the programs. But yeah. then where do they go? Right? We can't just keep putting Band-Aids on them. And, yeah, we can keep moving them along, but where are they going to end up? Yeah, I think it's important to recognize that the, the law enforcement in general is is behavior-driven. And so we're not just actively out looking for people to mess with. There's, you know, 400,000 citizens in right, Fort Wayne. you don't Wayne. have time for that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and there's only, four, you know, 300 officers <laughs> patrolling 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, we're dealing with behavior. And so, mm-hmm. generally speaking, if your behavior is not a problem, we don't deal with you. Mm-hmm. It's 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 only when your behavior rises to a level that is causes somebody offense. Yeah, that, that is problematic. You know, and I think of, I come from a small business family. Um, so I do think of, you know, you're talking about Sophia, people who are get, getting maybe upset with how the foreign police department handles homeless homelessness or homeless folks. So what harm are they causing if they're just sitting there in an alleyway? But, you know, again, I think from a small business perspective, if you've got some homeless folks hanging out right near your front door, you're going to deter customers. You're going to deter mm-hmm. business. And for the small business owner, it's it's their livelihood. Correct. So that lo- that argument's lost on me. People who are, you know, I would say, well, then let them camp out on your front doorstep, I Correct. guess. You know, I, th- that, that kind of actually makes me a little yeah. um, angry for you. That people feel that way. It about does. The and it's it's discouraging. It is too, discouraging. Because it's not like we're out here trying to pick off right. people. It's when like I, we're getting called to these locations exactly. because of behavior. I There's think a, what you yeah, said is exactly why. right. I think that a lot of people in the city of Fort Wayne own their own home, they own their own property. And if you legitimately are concerned about the way somebody is being treated on somebody else's property, you have the right to invite them onto your own property. It, absolutely. And and see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Try that out. Let us know how that and goes. And if it works for you. out well, we won't ha- we won't ever know about it, but it'll be good for you. It'll be good for that relationship. <laughs> Let me know. Let me know if it works yeah. out for you. How about that? I'll put yeah. that out there. Um, we're already running out of time, but I'd just be curious. I've only got like sixty seconds, James. Mm-hmm. But you said you started overnights for about eleven years. Then mm-hmm. in twenty nineteen, you moved to so essentially daytime. Well, you're more correct. So you might have a few yeah. hours, I suppose, in the dark. But how has your life changed? I can't imagine going from overnights to bike patrol for the most part daytime hours that had to be a wild transition it's it's been great for my family yeah i bet (laughs) so i i I have uh six children holy (laughs) smokes no wonder you're so physically that's a whole other topic (laughs) for another day but um i i remember when my uh one of my my oldest daughter was like 10 she accused me of sleeping all day being lazy because i work nights and she was too young to kind of get that concept so the ability to like be home day shift hours normal people hours and awake is is uh has really been a a great blessing and not grumpy (laughs) yeah (laughs) correct yeah that's brutal well i think what what y'all are doing is amazing i say all the time here on the show we are so lucky we are so blessed we're so fortunate to have things like the bike patrol here in fort wayne sophia do we know what we're doing next week or the week thereafter it's a mystery. It's a mystery. One of those mystery episodes. Um, that's okay. I like those episodes sometimes because you just never know what we're going to get into. If you've missed any previous episodes, including some of our previous episodes that were mysteries as well, uh, you can download the Unholstered Podcast anywhere you download a podcast. Your town, your team, your topics. This is Unholstered. Thanks for listening to Unholstered. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen. And remember, you can listen every Saturday morning at 1030 on WoWo 1190 and 1075 FM.
podcast by Federated Media. Mm-hmm.